Hello everyone, you're listening to OKUSA, the podcast that reminds you of how important your vote is in shaping America. We have a civic duty to vote, so make it an informed one. I'm Lisa O'Keefe, your host of the podcast, asking, are your representatives really representing you? To explore that question, each podcast, I will have a new unidentified voter on with me. Here at OKUSA, we keep the voters unidentified to ensure that the person feels at ease talking freely without any risk of retaliation. Today's voter comes from Georgia, and before you hear from him, I'm going to spin the wheel that contains different bills, both federal and state, and depending on what it lands on, will be the topic we will discuss. Okay, so the wheel landed on increasing the minimum wage. So since my guest is from Georgia, let's discuss HB 116, a bill in Georgia's General Assembly to increase the minimum wage. Now, voter from Georgia, are you familiar with this bill? Not specifically, no. Well, great. Let me give you and our listeners a rundown of HB 116 and then you and I will discuss it. This bill was sponsored by six Democrats, those being Dewey McLean from Lawrenceville, Sheila Jones from Atlanta, Sharon Beasley-Teague from Red Oak, Renita Shannon from Decanter, Mabel Thomas from Atlanta, and Erica Thomas from Estelle. By way of background, HB 116 have passed would increase the minimum wage, The bill actually has several parts to it, but we're going to be focusing on the parts specifically addressing increasing the minimum wage. Now, before I go any further, it's important to know that states can pass their own minimum wage laws. These laws can be lower than, equal to, or higher than the federal minimum wage, or states can have no minimum wage at all. And currently in Georgia right now, Some occupations like farming and seasonal work in some cities are only paying $5.15 per hour, while other parts or other occupations are either going with the federal minimum wage of $7.25 per hour or even higher. So these Georgia legislators want to strike the language specifying $5.15 per hour and change it to be $15 per hour, an amount that in some areas and some occupations equal to a tripling of the minimum wage, and in other places of the state or in other occupations, equals a doubling of the federal minimum rate amount. And in considering this giant jump, the legislators want to exclude certain occupations from being included. So if you are a high school or a college student, it's fine with the Georgia legislators presenting this bill that you stay at five fifteen per hour. The same goes for anyone employed as a newspaper carrier, or employed by a nonprofit child care institution or a long-term care facility serving children or mentally disabled adults. So let me continue on from there. Now the legislators sponsoring this bill say that it will increase workers' salary to make it more affordable for them to live. But this idea of increasing wages at the $10 mark, the $12 mark, 
and the $15 mark has already been researched by Congress and outlined in their budget. What Congress found is that if the minimum wage were to go up to $15 per hour by 2024, it would boost the wages of 17 million workers. But at the same time, it would increase unemployment because businesses won't be able to keep the number of employees they have, and therefore 1.3 million workers would become jobless. And Congress found that this would reduce business income and raise prices, as higher labor costs would be absorbed by the business owners, who would then pass those costs on to the consumers. And finally, it would reduce the nation's output slightly through the reduction in employment and a corresponding decline in the nation's stock of capital. So, voter from Georgia, this is not the first time the idea of raising the minimum wage to $15 an hour has been brought forward in your state. Do you believe that this is what voters want to see happen? And if so, do you think that this bill should die, pass, be signed, or vetoed? I want it to die on the floor. I actually don't think there should be a minimum wage because I think people need to be looked out for, but I think if, if, you, if you had no minimum wage, people wouldn't work for below a certain amount and let the market handle it. I'm, I'm a big market person, but I don't think we're going to go to no minimum wage, but I certainly don't think it's, it should be raised. To clarify, voter from Georgia, currently Alabama, Louisiana, Mississippi, South Carolina, and Tennessee do not have any state minimum wage. But as such, that means that they automatically default to the federal minimum wage of $7.25 per hour. So as background, minimum wage laws were designed to keep workers from being exploited by their employers. It was not set so it would be high enough for them to afford luxuries in life, but it was set high enough so they could afford the basics of food, clothing, and shelter. I think minimum wage is... Uh something that's misunderstand, excuse me, misunderstood by most people. I, uh, I believe minimum wage is an entry-level wage. And uh, if, you, if you raise it too high, a lot of first-time workers, teenagers and such, they're not going to be able to get a job. And businesses will do everything they can to, to reduce their costs uh, and that would include not hiring as many people and, uh, and uh, uh, automate, automating things. To follow up on those points, well, higher wages could encourage a replacement of human labor and human interaction with technology. Oxford University researchers Carl Bennett and Michael Osborne stated in a 2013 study that robots are already performing many simple surface tasks, such as vacuuming, mopping, lawn mowing, and gutter cleaning, and that commercial service robots are now able to perform more complex tasks in food preparation, health care, commercial cleaning, and elderly care. And it could increase layoffs in general as people would go more toward outsourcing, leading to more unemployment. As the majority of workers are in the restaurant or food service industry, it can cause restaurants and other businesses to close. In fact, 60% of small business owners say that raising the minimum wage will hurt most small business owners, according to a 2013 Gallup poll. And also Jamie Robinson, who is an MBA and vice president of the fast food chain White Castle, 
said that the company would be forced to close almost half of its stores and let go of thousands of workers if the federal minimum wage were to be raised to $15 per hour. Now, I know that White Castle is talking about if the federal minimum wage were to be raised to 15 but that's basically the same wording that Georgia is talking about as well. And so it would have the same type of effect of closing different companies. And Forbes reported that an increase in the minimum wage has already led to the closure of several Walmarts and the cancellation of Promises stores yet to come. Well, that doesn't surprise me at all. I mean, the business, I think another misconception people have, I know this, I've never owned a business, but I used to be in sales and, and interact with business people all the time. The average person out there thinks, and I guess the media and has has is part of the reason why people think this. The average average person out there that is not a business owner and that doesn't know a business owner, at least not you know not well, they think that if you're a business owner, uh, even if it's a small business, you are just rolling in money, and you hardly work. When in reality, my experience in talking with business owners is. Many of them are struggling, regardless of what the economy is like. Many of them are struggling, uh, particularly getting started out is very tough. I think the, the majority of small businesses fail, and uh, particularly in the first couple of years, I think. But um, uh, And many of them, they're working 70, 80 hours a week. And uh, I've talked to some where an hourly rate, they're getting paid less than their employees because they're working so many hours. So it's being a, being a business owner is not something that you're just rolling in money and, and hardly working. In many cases, the opposite is true. Now, granted, some people are very successful and they can hire someone to run their business. But, my, but the point is, they are looking, they're not, they don't have a big barrel of money. Some of them are struggling and they are, many of them are struggling and they are looking for ways to cut their costs and, and, you know, they need to make a little bit of profit. Otherwise they're not going to be in business. Um, and artificially raising the a minimum wage is, is a way to put them out of business, uh, and, and raise dramatically unemployment for entry-level workers. All right, so I'm going to give you some true and false questions, and you tell me if you think that it's true or false. Raising the minimum wage would increase poverty. Well, I believe that uh, the certain people paint the picture like there are, there are a lot of people out there living on minimum wage. Uh, I mean, adults with families. I just don't believe that's true. Uh, I, I don't remember the exact number, but I, I heard something several years ago that it was something like as little as like 200. I, I could be off on the number of my memory or you know, the number itself could have been off. But I heard there was like 200,000 people in the country are adults supporting families making minimum wage. It, and if it's not that, it's a, it's. I would bet my house it's less than a million, because most people, minimum wage is a starting wage. If you get in, you do your job well, you're going to get increases because they're going to want to keep you. Your employer is going to want to keep you if you're doing a good job. 
uh, I think one of the main uh, entities that's pushing minimum wage increases are labor unions because their uh, contracts, uh, the amount they get paid is based on a formula that includes the minimum wage. So that increases their their pay uh, if the minimum wage is increased. Um, I, I just, I, I, another thing they talk about is, and this is off the subject a little bit, but they talk about all these people that are here working illegally, that are here in the country illegally, they're getting paid less than minimum wage. I don't think that's true. Uh, they, there's a, a town a little north of me uh, called Dor Dalton, Georgia, and it's the carpet capital of the world. It's the three or four largest carpet manufacturers in the world are all headquartered there. There's a lot of, uh, of uh, folks from Mexico and I guess other Latin American countries too, working, living and working there. And I am sure many of them are not here legally. And yet I've worked up in that town and I have found that nobody gets minimum wage. Everybody, regardless of their legal status, gets paid more than minimum wage because they know that the companies know they have to pay a certain amount, which is above the minimum wage, in order to get people that will do the job. If, if they offered, you know, four bucks an hour, no one's going to do it. Okay, true or false? Increasing the minimum wage will help low-skilled workers. No, it would hurt them because they wouldn't be able to get work. Exactly. Different researchers have found that from an employer's perspective, they cannot justify the higher wages for lower-skilled workers and still be able to stay in business with this added cost. So they might have to lay these low-skilled workers off, turn to technology, outsource, or in order to keep these lower-skilled workers they may need to decrease employee benefits and increase tax payments. Employers may switch someone from being part-time and expect them to do full-time work, which in return may have that person lose their income tax credit, their food stamps, or their child care subsidiaries. Well, that's what happened with the Affordable Care Act because people, businesses didn't want to hire people full-time. They wanted to hire part-time people. You couldn't hardly get, a lot of people couldn't get a full-time job that worked more than one part-time job. Something you said about uh, moving things overseas, I was thinking about businesses that are, that by, by necessity have to be local. But you're right, if, if, if they are, if employers are forced to, uh, you know, if the wages they pay are artificially forced up, particularly dramatically forced up, yeah, if they have an opportunity to manufacture something overseas, they're going to do it. There's too much of that going on already, uh, but uh, that's certainly going to be an incentive. I mean, and some of it's going to be you move overseas or you go out of business. False. Raising the minimum wage would increase poverty. Raising the minimum wage would increase poverty. That's true. It is true. Because you're going to have more. Yeah, you're going to have more people unemployed. A study from the Federal Reserve Bank of Cleveland found that although low-income workers see wage increases when the minimum wage is raised, their hours and their employment decline, and the combined effect of these changes is a decline in earned income. Minimum wages increase the proportion of families that are poor or near poor. 
And this is exactly what Congress found in their study. True or false, raising the minimum wage would increase high school dropout rates. Raising the minimum wage would increase high school dropout rates. I'm not sure about that because some people, if they if they are in a poor family, they might quit school to work, but if they're less likely, less able to get a job, they might stay in school. So I'm not sure about that. A 2009 study published by the American Journal of Economics and Sociology found that in Maryland, a 25% increase in the real minimum wage was associated with a 0.55% increase in the dropout rate for Hispanic students. A 2005 study published by Cornell University found that a long-term 10% increase in the earnings of low-skilled workers could decrease high school enrollment rates by as much as 5 to 7%. So those that are most at risk for high school dropouts, the students with learning disabilities, the students for whom English is not their first language, students from families who are from the lower income brackets and less likely to afford the needed educational resources, as well as other diverse students are going to be the exact same students who are more inclined to drop out, seeing a higher minimum wage and wanting to help out their families financially, only to find out that without an education, they are forever going to be inclined to stay at this pay rate rather than being able to climb the employment ladder. No, I, I see what you're saying. You're, it, I was thinking of reality, not perception. Their perception is, oh, good, I can get, I can, I'll drop out of school, I'll make $15 an hour. When in reality, they're not going to get a job. So, voter from Georgia, who do you think, besides the low-skilled workers, the business owners, and the high school dropouts, will be most negatively affected by a tripling of the minimum wage in Georgia? Probably the poor, because they, they're going to have to pay more for things and they have less disposable income. So if Georgia were to increase their minimum wage to $15 an hour, for an employee working 40 hours a week, that's $600 per week or $2,400 a month. This does nothing to address the poverty of elderly who are now faced with higher prices on goods and services. Many on retirement are now receiving $1,300 a month in Social Security, or about half of what is being proposed in Georgia, or to put it another way, exactly the amount that the federal government has set for the minimum wage. So how would our elderly be able to pay for the increased prices on goods, services, and housing if the minimum wage is increased? They're on, a, they're on fixed income. They don't get a, a, their minimum wage doesn't go up because they're not working. A particular note, Georgia and Wyoming are the only two states in the United States with a minimum wage that is lower than the federal amount. Again, with Georgia being currently at five fifteen per hour for certain occupations in certain areas. And they have been able to justify this in part because they are the two states with the lowest cost of living in America. Yet, with this huge triple jump to $15 an hour, they will exceed New York State's minimum wage even though New York State has a much higher cost of living, and they will be tied with Washington, D.C. for the states with the highest minimum wage, despite the fact that there are 11 states with a higher poverty level than Georgia. 
One last question, though. Voter from Georgia, if you are against this increase, what do you propose might be a better bill? Uh, I think I think they need to leave the minimum wage alone. I think it needs to be market-driven. Well, you know, one way to help the lower-income people is to promote an earned income tax credit, which gives low-wage employees extra, but it does not reduce the incentive for employers to hire and it helps employees earn more. In fact, a bill introduced in the Georgia House of Representatives would create a state-level earned income tax credit worth up to $500 for low- and moderate-income families earning up to $56,000 per year. So, voters, I hope this podcast has helped you to better understand if your representatives are representing you in office. Please let them know by dropping them an email or a voice message. Or you can click on the link in this podcast description to leave a message. And if you would like to be a guest on my show, let me know again by clicking the link. I promise your name will never be used in the podcast, so you can feel free to voice your opinion without fear of retaliation. And until next time, this is Lisa O'Keefe with OKUSA. Okay